At the beginning of time, the world was pure. But temptation lurked in the form of a serpent. Giving in to deception, man fell into darkness. But God did not abandon his creation. A spiritual battle now rages against evil, and God's people rely on his strength as they fight against sin in the invisible war. You know, my dear friends, I am so grateful to the Lord for you. Many of you have stood by me year after year after year for 35 years. And now I'm asking you to stand with me one more time. As you know, I, they call me the number one volunteer. This is my labor of love. I have no financial consideration with leading the way whatsoever. And so I want you to join with me in this challenge gift time in order that we impact the world in these last days. This month, generous ministry partners are challenging you to help match their gifts to leading the way up to $1 million through this special December Matching Gift Challenge. Double your impact today and join with Leading the Way during these critical days. Will you help us share the good news of Jesus through this special December Gift Challenge? Contact us today to double your impact. In the last message, we saw how when Satan kept on coming at Jesus in the wilderness, tempting him and tempting him and tempting him again, our Lord defeated him over and over and over by the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. One of that equipping that we're going to look at today, we're going to look at it closely, is the armament that God gave us. Don't ever forget that God provided that armament for us in order to be equipped to defeat Him. There's only one offensive weapon, but all the others are defensive. Hear me out, please. These are our protective armor. They are our hazmat suits <laughs> for the hazardous warfare. They are our battle fatigues that we need to put on Always, always, always. So turn with me, please, to Ephesians 6, beginning at verse 10. I am going to divide this passage, or this armors, into three categories. Three categories. The first category is the permanent uniform. That's the uniform that you wear day in and day out. Then there is a defensive weapons that we used to defend ourselves and have victory over Satan. And then there is a one offensive weapon, but also can be used defensively. So look at the uniform. The uniform that has to be on all the time, verses 14 and 15. Stand therefore, having fastened the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. 
Now, I don't want to read too much into this, but this uniform has to be worn every day, every moment of every day. You don't know anybody on the base who's serving, who is in the service of the military, any branch of the military, who does not wake up first thing in the morning and put on the uniform. They don't walk around in their bathrobes. They put on that uniform daily. That uniform is permanent. It is not you put it on and off. It is permanent. That's why I want to explain this to you, because it's very important. Every waking moment, when you go to work, when you socialize, uh, you permanently put it on, and that is why it comes first. The uniform comes first. This is our identity. This is our survival kit. I believe that our Lord Jesus Christ's whole life characterized by this singular uniform. When answering the critics, his Jewish critics, in John chapter 7, verse 18, he said, He who speaks for himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness in him. I want you to write this down. The truth and righteousness, they go together. Truth and righteousness belong to each other. That's why they're together in this passage. They are not stagnant, but they belong to each other. They have a purpose, and it is to announce to the world that we are enlisted in God's army. You know, sometimes if you see military fatigue on television and you, you don't know which, sometimes they look alike, and, but only when you come close to the shoulder and you see the American flag and you say, he's one of us. You see, that uniform, that uniform, that's uniform, that's your uniform, that's my uniform. And you wouldn't think generally that they start with the belt, but it does, and I'm going to explain to you why. There's that leather, wide leather belt wraps around the soldier's waist. Uh, the belt helps a soldier when they tuck the, the, this robe, whatever they, they're wearing, the free-flowing clothes back then, they free the person. And because in the battlefield, or even in every day working in the field, <laughs> a free-flowing robe is a great hindrance to getting anything done. But you can move faster when you tuck it inside the belt. Are you with me? You can run faster when it's tucked in the belt. You can be flexible in all of your daily activities if it's tucked inside the belt. They've tucked him into the belt of truth. When you tuck everything in life under the belt of truth, you're not going to fumble and stumble. And that is why the belt of truth, listen to me, is a permanent feature of the uniform. It's the first thing in the uniform. Without the belt of truth, you will fall for every false teaching. Without the belt of truth, you will never be able to discern the truth from falsehood. Without having that belt of truth around you, you are going to fall for every trick, for every false 
preacher, for every fast talker, for every great communicator who misleads you into falsehoods. And that is why biblical truth must be wrapped around you all the time. It helps you to smell false teaching a mile away. Not only that, but it will help you to run away as fast as you could when you hear a false teacher. And the second item, which they belong together in that permanent uniform, is the breastplate of righteousness. In ancient times, that breastplate is designed to protect your vital organs, your heart, your, your, your kidneys, your liver, your vital parts, their vital organs. This is the bulletproof vest, if you like. Hear me right, please. In the spiritual war, as I've said, truth and righteousness belong together. They belong to each other. And that is why they are part of this permanent uniform. The righteousness of Jesus Christ that He imputes upon us when we come to Him confessing that we are sinners and deserve hell and ask for forgiveness, and He gives us His forgiveness, He puts on us that righteousness of Jesus Christ. The righteousness of Jesus Christ protects our spiritual vitality. It protects our, our vital spiritual organs. It reminds us that Jesus accomplished our salvation on the cross, and Satan can never take that righteousness away from us. When Satan tries to assault you with doubt over your salvation, when Satan accuses you of past sins from which you've repented long time ago, when Satan tried to, to, to accuse you of sins that God has forgiven you long time ago, or tell you that you are not good enough for salvation, that breastplate of righteousness of Jesus Christ that we are wearing reminds us that it is not our self-righteousness that saves us. It is not our efforts or hard work that saves us. We cannot achieve that righteousness if we work 24-7 but it is by grace of God that we are saved, and that is not of our own, lest we boast, but it's a gift of God. Remember that the righteousness of Jesus Christ, and not ours, saves us. That, my beloved friend, is going to equip you to joyfully, joyfully obey the Word of God. That some people see the word, obedience to the Word of God as a burden I have to do it. No, but when you have that breast of righteousness of Jesus Christ on your chest, you are delighted in serving God. You are delighted to obey God. Let me say it again. Truth and righteousness belong together. And that is why those who have paper breastplates, paper breastplates of self-righteousness, of work salvation, Satan will pierce every time. The third part of that permanent uniform are the boots. Now, of course, now we have very heavy boots because of the nature of warfare. Back then, they had a, a very tight sandals, wraps all the way, sometimes in the knee, but sometimes it goes up at least halfway, but it, it, it tightly fit. It had to tightly fit because of the desert and 
sand and, and climbing mountains, and it's a different uh, kind of warfare as we have today. The gospel of peace is that irrefutable truth that in Christ and in Christ alone, we now have peace with God. If you go around your Christian life wearing flip-flops, you're going to get your feet burnt. You're going to lose your peace. You're going to lose your peace. You won't have peace. Beloved, in the spiritual realm, these flip-flops, whether it be the, your own ideas about God, whether they're your own philosophy, whether you want to do your own thing, whatever they are, they will burn your feet. But when your feet are firmly protected with the very solid, imperishable boots of the gospel, you will always feel safe, no matter what happens. No matter what happens. And with these boots, you can kick Satan out to Timbuktu. This is the uniform. This is what we permanently wear, day in and day out. This is what we put on daily, every waking moment. That's what you're living, thinking, and behaving should reflect. Can I get an amen? amen. Secondly, I come to the defensive weapons, verses 16 and 17. The shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. The Roman soldiers had two different shields. There are two different words in Greek. I'm not going to bore you with Greek. But Paul uses the one that is five feet by two and a half. That shield is designed to protect the soldier completely. They were not very tall back then. They just get behind that thing, and they are covered completely from head to toe. It is made of wood and covered by metal. And then sometimes they rub oil on it uh, in order to retard the flaming darts that sent their way. They put a little fire in the dart and they throw it at them. The fiery darts of temptation that he sends you away, whether they'll be doubting your salvation, whether they'll be questioning God's love for you, whether they'll be questioning that God cares for every detail of your life or getting you to distrust God, whatever whatever, whatever he throws at you, that shield of faith is the pleading of the blood of Jesus Christ. That will extinguish all fiery darts, all fiery darts. What about the helmet? Well, the helmet of salvation protects your mind. It protects your mind. In the spiritual realm, let me tell you, I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it because we're seeing it now with our own eyes, that the biggest war, the biggest war, is not the wars that are taking place all over the world. The greatest war is the one that takes place between your two ears, the battle for the mind. And that's what Satan is after. If Satan can muddle your thinking, if he can muddle your spiritual thinking, if he can muddle your moral thinking, he's two-thirds of the way in. And that is why that helmet of salvation always protects us from falling 
in the traps that we are not saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And that is why, listen to me, please listen to me, that is why daily intimacy with God helps to place that helmet firmly on your head. Listen to me. God did not call us to hide from the enemy. God did not call us to outsmart the enemy. God did not call us to be clever with the enemy. He called us to plead the blood of Christ and to protect the minds by the helmet. God called us to withstand. Actively, actively withstand. Believing the Word of God. Believing the authority of the Word of God. Believing and taking and using the authority of the Word of God. That will put your enemy to flight. Trust me. Try it. We thank God for our defensive weapons. We thank God for our permanent uniform. But thirdly, I come to the one offensive which also can be used defensively. Verse 17. And take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We saw in the last message how Lord Jesus Christ defeated Satan again and again. How? How did He defeat him? By the Word of God. The Word of God is a sword. It's a sword. And that is why many false teachers and preachers working on blunting that sword. They're blunting that sword until it lost its power. It can never lose its power, but that for them and for their people, sadly. Question, how do we use the Word of God as an offensive weapon? When we seek to lead people to Christ, listen carefully to me, please. When we seek to lead people to Christ and rescue them, from the grips and the clutches of Satan, the best weapon, the only effective weapon, is the Word of God. No clever marketing technique, no bite-and-switch, no appealing to emotions, not manipulating people's emotions. This will never work will never work. And when you see somebody become a Christian, oh, because of the, uh, their emotional got manipulated, I promise you, and they get excited, and they may join a church, that two, three years later, they're gone. They're gone. Remember, it's the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity, who inspired the writers of the Bible. Therefore, He is the ultimate author of the Bible. And that is why the Bible calls the Word of God the sword of the Spirit. And that is why the believers who make themselves to be a valuable channel for His power, God will use. God will use. And the more we yield, the more we yield to His Spirit, the more the Word of God dwells in us richly and speaks through us. Beloved, listen to me. I'm getting close to the end, but listen to me. The Word of God is flawless. The Word of God is faultless. The Word of God is complete and authoritative. 
The Word of God is the source of all victory. The Word of God is effective and decisive. The Word of God is the source of all truth. God's Word is the source of joy, peace, and spiritual vitality. Listen to me, because the Word of God slices through people's defenses. God's Word pierces the conscience and awaken spiritually dead people, like I was and like you were, running away from God, whether it be literally or spiritually, trying to escape obedience to the Word of God, or thinking that you're getting away with something contrary to the command of God. My beloved friends, my beloved friends, that will only open you to the enemy's attack. You'll open the door wide. It will bring you pain, it'll bring you fear, it'll bring you suffering, because you have left yourself defenseless. And the further you run away, the longer that trip home. By the same token, please, please, do not leave yourself defenseless by disobedience, because that's the moment the enemy ruthlessly will attack you. Don't take a chance. Whether you're watching or you're here, don't take a chance. Come home to your heavenly Father and stay home. You will never experience greater love or greater care. And that is why we daily put on the uniform and regularly use the defensive weapon and always, always, always be ready to use the sword of the Spirit. If you've come to the point of honesty and acknowledging that you are a person who have broken the commandments of God, the laws of God, you can pray with me. And it sounds so simple, but it's more than simple. It is real. It's serious that you can pray, Lord, I do acknowledge that I'm a sinner, and I know the consequences of my sin is hell. And therefore, I come to you asking for your forgiveness. Forgive me all of my sins. Redeem me by the blood of Jesus Christ so that I live here for you, and then for eternity, I'll be with you. Pray that prayer. Get in touch with me. God bless. Michael Youssef here with Leading the Way. While our gospel ministry work continues around the world. My name is Monica Leal Klein, and for 10 years of my life, I worked in high-risk neighborhoods as a sex educator. See, I didn't just teach comprehensive sex education. I lived it. I believed the lies that I was being taught. Um, I believed that I was independent and a strong woman if I had the freedom to do what I wanted whenever I wanted. And I found myself facing my own unplanned pregnancy. And because of where I worked and the kind of work I had been doing for so long, my immediate response was to schedule an abortion. I ended up calling one of my good friends from college. She had experienced an abortion and it was very difficult for her. 
and I suppose I just wanted her support and sympathy. And God used my friend to humanize my pregnancy, which was a real, living, developing child. I told my friend, I said, you're right, I'm gonna have this child. And I knew I needed to get to church. And there was only one church that I knew of. I went to that church the next day. I got a Bible and I never stopped going to church after that. God helped me to realize what sex education was really doing to the community. It was meeting people where they're at and just leaving them there. I actually believe that God would never allow me to speak publicly ever again. But within a year, he had me speaking again. But this time it was to glorify him. And this is why I love listening to Dr. Youssef on his podcast. Because many times I'm discouraged. I mean, I am talking about all these things and immediately people want to attack me. But when I listen to a podcast like Dr. Youssef's and I hear his sermons, where he is bold enough to call out the culture for what it is and then to talk about God's truth, it encourages me daily knowing that I'm not the only one fighting this fight. The question is, is your life lived in Christ? The Sometimes question. it is difficult on my own reading the Word of God and hearing Pastor Yusuf on his podcast break it down and help me understand it helps me to apply it to my work today. During the week when I'm facing whatever battles I'm facing, I'm going back to the Word of God. I'm going back to those stories. And then I'm realizing, you know, Dr. Youssef doesn't lead me back to him. He leads me to God's Word. Leading the Way broadcasts uncompromising truth, not only to win the lost to Christ, but also to encourage, strengthen, and develop the faith of believers around the world. Pursuing deeper faith can personally impact your life and the lives of all those around us. Join with us today to deepen your faith and positively impact the people around you for Christ. Contact us today at ltw.org. This has been a groundbreaking year of ministry. As a result of your partnership, God is making the impossible a reality. Over the past year, Dr. Yusuf organized thorough evangelistic campaigns around the world where many came to know Christ as Savior and Lord. Leading the Way continued its media expansion, adding 90 new television and radio stations to its network. Dr. Yusuf's passionate proclamation of the gospel is now seen and heard more than 18,000 times per week. And along with the chart-topping Candid Conversations podcast, Dr. Yusuf launched a new daily audio podcast featuring his My Daily Devotionals. The creation of brand new Navigator pocket-sized audio players are reaching the far corners of the world with more than 150 of Dr. Yusuf's sermons in 28 of the most spoken languages. The Word of God is going out across the nations, and this is just the beginning. With your partnership, prayer, and financial giving, we are prepared to do so much more as we share the truth of Christ. This month, generous ministry partners are challenging you to help match their gifts to leading the way. Up to $1 million through this special December Matching Gift Challenge. Double your impact today and join with leading the way during these critical days. Will you help us share the good news of Jesus through this special December Gift Challenge? Contact us today to double your impact. Passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth. Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Yusuf thanks you for your faithful support through your continued prayers and gifts. 